Before we dive into episode number 49, just a reminder that Sam and I are not medical professionals. Our opinions are intended for entertainment purposes and reflect our perspectives for this week only. We encourage you to consult with a qualified health care professional regarding medications, mental health treatments, or any medical conditions. Call your sponsor. 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 Call. And we're back to bitch call your sponsor. Hi, Misty. Hi, Sam. Uh, shall we do our primary purpose? Let's go. Our, our primary pri- purpose is for is Misty, for and, Misty Sam and Sam to grow their to friendship. Grow their friendship. And maybe and help maybe others. Help others. Just maybe help others. So the topic that I wanted to bring to talk about experience, strength, and hope is I actually don't hear a lot of it in the rooms, but there is definitely, um, okay. So the topic is, uh, medication. Uh, I think I, I think I put it as medication maps and more. Um, MAPS is actually, um, it's short for Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies is what the abbreviation for MAPS is. It's the, it's actual legit doctors that are, um, studying, uh, the use of psychedelics for the treatment and healing of trauma and other, uh, mental health things. Um, I remember when I first came in, Bill, um, there was talk that, you know, Bill did do LSD in the 1950s, um, under medically supervised experiments. Um, I Googled it. There's some Betty Eisner, Gerald, whatever. There's like names that he was working with, you know? And so Bill, I almost think like he was a seeker, you know, just like I'm a seeker. And, um, I almost see this psychedelic. So there's two sides of it. There's the psychedelic stuff through the medical community, right, for healing. And then there's medication, which is also it's I would consider them one in the same. But medication, I would be like I would I tend to my old school way of thinking of medication is that it's through a psychiatrist. Um, but I consider it all medicine, whether plants or not. Right. And. I've shifted throughout my stage is my stage in sobriety with all of this, you know, um, and I almost see that, you know, we were supposed to go to a battery car, an electric car versus a, a gas gasoline guzzler. Right. And that was the next ne- next logical progression in cars. And what happened was there was a huge detour into all this other stuff. And now we have, we're back to where we were, which is Tesla and all these other things, which are actually better for the environment. And it's not political, you know, it's like all this other thing. And so I almost think like Bill in the 1950s is doing, you know, LSD and stuff through the medical community, through lens for, you know, additional healing. Um, and it's like we took a detour with big pharma 
and uh, the Sacklers and all these things, which we I know my experience has been it's just a Band-Aid. It's not we're not dealing with the core issue, the leak and where the leak is originating in the ceiling. We're just getting a bucket to just catch the water. We're not, you know, and so. I wanted to bring it here because I think it's a, an important topic and I, I am working with a few people that have experience. I have minimal experience, but I have a, I have a story to share. Um, and so I'll leave it at that for now. Well, I love this topic. I saw it and was like, we're talking about that. I didn't know. I feel like I should have been prepped. We're talking about it. I'm so glad we're talking about it. Thank you so much for bringing this because it's a very important conversation. I don't, it should take place, maybe not in the rooms, but mm. it's something to be talking about at least uh, by the coffee, you know, or just mm -hmm, afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's it's a conversation that I feel like should be there. And I've been on it on the conversation for a while because I had a sponsor that not a sponsor. Hello. She was a therapist mm. who I met in the rooms while she was, you know, uh, taking classes and going to school for it. And I ended up seeing her um, when I was married and was dealing with a lot there and I she's just very grounding and I liked her so much and she started doing research on this she left the rooms of AA and she started doing research on this in therapy about four years ago and maybe even longer but she I've been she got it planted in my brain and then I started doing a lot of research same as you with um, Bill with the Belladonna with his stuff in the 50s with his letter on emotional sobriety that everyone's like oh my god it's the best thing in the world which we should do a show on um, and it's like yeah he he got there after doing this stuff <laughs> after having these awarenesses and I'm Today, I'm so differently than I would have felt, you know, 10 years ago, where I 100% believe you can do this kind of therapy with, with a professional and you have in no way lost your sobriety. And one more thing I want to say on this is that it is scientifically proven that psychedelics are not addictive. So people don't, and, and, and there's a difference, right? Like if, if a sponsee wants to go do it rec recreationally and go to Coachella, I don't, I consider them not sober. If somebody's doing psilocybin with a therapist and healing trauma at the end of the, I would consider them sober the next day. 100. So there's a AA and medications pamphlet. Cause you know, we have a pamphlet for everything in this program. Um, there's and a line knows all about them. I mean, you're I love amazing them. with I love pamphlets. Them. I, love them. I love it. I was like, wait, we have in the pamphlet. It's we have a pamphlet for that, just like we have an app for that on the phone. Like, we, there's a pamphlet for that. <laughs> um, above all, the decision to take medication should be made primarily between a doctor who is informed about alcoholism and a patient who is informed about the medication. And I think this came up in our, you know, PG Pacific group. Uh, thing because the, they, they, that group specifically is a very from the neck up, you know, non doctors directing, you know, what uh, 
whatever. You guys can listen to that episode. Um, what? So I have experience with taking prescription medication like a Zoloft or one of those types of things through a physician. And I remember being 10 years sober and I went on this retreat in Maui and part of the itinerary and the agenda and, and the checklist was to bring something white because there's going to be a ceremony. And I was like, ooh, ceremony. Cool. You know, like, and then when I got there, I realized it was a ceremony for ayahuasca. And, you know, it was done in this, um, you know, on this like uh, palatial whatever. And, you know, it, it was the the conversation was about the medicine. And if you are being called to the medicine, right? And so I was like, I'm 10 years sober. I think I'm being called. And so I called my sponsor at the time. And this was, you know, 10 plus years ago now, right? And they, uh, I called my sponsor. I said, so listen, so there's a ceremony and we're going to be taking some medicine. And I just wanted to let you know, you know? And um, he's like, medicine for i was like ayahuasca is he's like what's it called i'm like ayahuasca he's like ayahuasca and i'm like ayahuasca and he's like medicine for what and i was like and so in that moment i found myself tapping my friend and it was in that moment in tapping my friend when i was asking her what the medicine like remind me what this medicine is for again <laughs> then i realized my motives were really all not like not there like it was it was me wanting to get co-sign with something that i wasn't technically being called to like it was in that moment i realized like oh because if i actually am honest with myself before i made that call and as they were telling us like what the ceremony would look like and where people you know they sit in a circle and whatever and you know they were going to administer the medicine through this cup and the cup would be passed around and me, I was thinking, how big's the cup? How many times will it be passed around? What if I want more? Is there going to be a session tomorrow? Can I join tomorrow? Like I was thinking, I was coming from this place of not enough, more, not going to um, work with the medicine to heal, if that makes sense. The energy was varied off. Well... I have thoughts. Yes. And I'm wondering, is this where I out myself? Is this mm. where I do it? Because what you said is, I think, the upside down part. The part of somebody who hasn't experienced sex saying, I just, I shouldn't do it when they haven't had mm. an orgasm. Like, you don't know whether you should or not because it's contempt prior to investigation. Mm. And as you were sharing that, I was like, yay, we're going to get the ayahuasca story. Like, is there a story? Oh, my God, I never heard this. This is so cool. <laughs> and then when you were like, I realized I was trying to get how much is the cup? Okay. My experience, strength and hope <laughs> is mm. that these experiences are like people throw up on ayahuasca. Nobody's asking for a second yeah. cup. They mm -hmm. are like doubled over in their stomach. They're like, why did I do this? And then they mm. confront childhood things and with their mother. And it's that thing where it's like, until you're in it, prejudging it just doesn't hold up. 
And um, that same therapist at a certain point um, about three years ago suggested that because of my trauma and me looping and having the same experiences over and over and not having any break that it was trauma, it was CPTSD, that even though I was doing the steps and sponsoring people and going to meetings and everything, that my CPTSD, no matter how many times I went to meetings, was was going to keep preventing me from growing. Mm. And I went to a journey with under her supervision. Um, mm-hmm. And it was not at all what I thought. I went in there with a preconceived thing and it was God awful um, mm. in a way that my ego was gone and there was no control and there was no terra firma and I could not get a hold of anything that made me feel like I had control. And Mm. after you've been sober for a really long time, having the feeling of having no control of your thoughts, of your senses, of your body, over anything is a nightmare. It is awful. Mm. And then on the other side of that was awakening and like and like letting go and dealing with some trauma and it didn't happen all in that night it was like that night was over my head hurt I was in so much pain I think I even went to go get like x-rays on my shoulder because it hurt so bad and it was just but the 18 months after that and the change that took place in my relationships and my relationship with myself and the looping stopped of me not being able to move past my trauma yeah there Hmm. thank you for sharing that you know I so I don't have experience and I appreciate that perspective you know because I've been on the other side where I have seen significant um shifts um i also think i heard that bill had his white light after lsd but i think that might the timelines mixed up there no um, it's um but- belladonna they gave him belladonna and they say that in the book and yeah. when you look at belladonna it's like the, it's a psychedelic so when he talks about that white light experience it's from the belladonna so that was uh, in the 50s when then later in the 50s when he had that stuff but I was confused on yeah. that as well. So I appreciate that because I don't have that personal experience. I do know people that have, you know, um, and that are in the rooms and sober and uh, have had significant shifts. You know, for me, AA is like the the initial layer. You know, it's like that's the presenting issue. That's, the, you know, the alcohol, the drugs. That's the first layer. And then once that's removed, I mean, being around this long, I've seen all sorts of things. I've seen, you know, people that are were not diagnosed with anything and that they were it was part of their self-medicating, you know, with whatever that later that they were diagnosed with, you know, whether it's bipolar or whatever. And then having been put on the proper medicine and becoming med compliant, they're now regulated, you know, and sober. And, you know, I think for me, like I'm open to all of it and I just, I think for me, it's like timing. Like I don't, 
I think that like, you know, I think what I heard you say was that, you know, there was a time where someone recommended it, right? right? Like it wasn't this, like I was on this retreat and I was not, I'm, I'm in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't do it then. And I'm not opposed to it. And I know everyone has their own journey. And I, and I think for me, it will be presented when, if, and when the time is right, you know? Absolutely. And, and I don't, think that it's for everyone. I don't think everyone needs to do this and especially everyone in recovery. That is in no way what I'm suggesting. And I also don't think there's a great time for it. It's like when people go, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, married, but we're just waiting till all of our finances are perfect till we have our baby. And I'm like, yeah, so that never comes. Okay. There's never a place where, everything falls in place and you just happen to be like uh, perfectly suited for a baby or same thing with marriage. People are like, yeah, we're just waiting till the right time. There's no right time. Like, and, and again, I do not think this is for everybody. And I do think everybody in the room romanticizes it um, and thinks that, you know, this type of thing will just lead them to debauchery and Coke off a hooker's butt. But my experience is that that is a contempt part of investigation and that this can be like you were just saying, like, I loved what you said in the beginning of this, which is there, it was there. And as not even just an AA as everything, like this stuff grows in the ground, right? Like the earth is like, here you go. Think you guys might need to have this once a quarter so that you examine your relationship with something higher and bigger than all this material stuff. Mm. And I do know a, a woman too that had a really hard time for many, many years getting sober and she had a very big job and she would lie and take dirty cakes for years and years and call her sponsor once a week and just was fooling everybody except for herself, right? So she goes mm-hmm. and does one of these things, which is like the toad venom one, like ayahuasca mm-hmm. on steroids, okay? Yeah, yeah, cambo. She has the worst experience of her life. Feels like she's going to die. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, can't say enough bad things about it, right? She's sober for like nine months for the nine. first time in her life. And she's like 60 years old. Um. So it was horrible. It was not fun. She never wants to do it again. And she also never wants to drink again in her whole entire life. Call, Call your sponsor. sponsor. Call, Call you sponsor. sponsor. Call you sponsor. Call you sponsor. Bitch, call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call. New episode tomorrow. Send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com.